4: This is CarPro USA, with straight talk and honest answers about everything automotive from Jerry Reynolds, the CarPro. Jerry was in the car business for 35 years and was named USA Today's Dealer of the Year twice. His sidekick is Kevin McCarthy, who's been in radio since 1866 and is a member of the Texas Radio Hall of Fame. Here they are now. On CarPro USA. Thank you for joining us here at CarPro
5: USA. We are your portal for straight talk and honest answers about everything automotive. That's what we do here every single weekend. That's what we'll do if you will call us at 800 926 7777. 800 926 7777. And our website is carprousa.com. Be sure and sign up for our newsletter if you haven't already. Lots of great information. Don't miss my review and video of the beautiful new Hyundai Palisade SUV. And next week in the newsletter, we will have for you my review and video of the 2020 Chevy 2500 LTZ four-door Duramax diesel with the Z71 package. Yes, I did that off the top of my head. That's a long title. But what, a, it's a big truck, too. I mean, 7,700 pounds, it's 21 feet long, it's six and a half feet tall, it's 7 foot wide, and it's a towing machine. It's a great truck. It's a beautiful truck. Seventy-three grand on the wind sticker. Don't miss out. Subscribe today. We'll get you a copy of this week's In Your Inbox today, and you'll get one every Friday from that point on. Isn't that right, Kevin McCarthy?
0: Absolutely correct, Jerry. I couldn't have said it better myself. I know that's right. You know, a little birdie told me <laughs> that that big truck that you did off the top of your head with all those labels and names, that you didn't drive it to the show today because our underground parking garage has some kind of tight spaces. Oh, you my were goodness. a little bit concerned that the truck just might not fit.
5: I was afraid about the width. I was afraid about the height. I don't know what the... This truck, you have got to be over six and a half foot tall to touch the edge of the top. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it just just dwarfs you. So, instead, I also had this week, I had the Volvo S60 four-door. Beautiful car. Um, enjoyed, Enjoyed driving it until a couple of days ago when the dash lit up and it said airbag problem, take immediately to the dealer. Hmm. Now I can't do that. I don't have time for that. I- <laughs> Park it. So I was kind of either drive the big truck or drive the Volvo that the airbag probably isn't going to go off if I get in a wreck, but Hey, it, it goes back Monday and I've already told them. You really need to go to the shop with this one right <laughs> off the bat. But that stuff happens. I mean, it, it, you feel sorry for people. I hear these horror stories about them having, uh, you know, car problems and can't get the car fixed right and stuff like that. But it, it happens to brand-new cars, too. And it doesn't matter what brand it is. It really does. I, I, I've i talked on the air numerous times about my 2017 Maserati Quattroport that I leased. The lease is coming up due this July and it hasn't hit 4,000 miles yet. So I take it to the Maserati Service Department and I go look, this is, I need my first service done. I know time-wise it should have been done, you know, two years ago, but it's got less than 4,000 miles on it. She said, that's fine. And you'd have to know me, but I go into the service department at one of our dealers, one of our certified dealers in Dallas, and I don't tell them who I am. I mean, they're gonna find out when they get my name and pull up the VIN number, or whatever. But if they don't know me, I'd prefer that. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't want anything special.
0: Kind of like a secret shopper.
5: Well, kinda. But I, I just want to be another customer, you know? right? And I, that's. I don't look for. I don't. I don't ask for favors when I buy a car from one of our dealers. I don't. Uh, you know, I want the same deal everybody else gets. So anyway, she says, are there any other problems with it? And I said, well, there is a little bit of, I, I feel the brake pulsating a little bit when I hit the brakes. I imagine uh, probably going to be rotors if I were guessing. And she said, okay, we'll check them out. So she calls me back a couple of days later and she says, you're right. It was the rotors, but those are only warranted for six months. I said, what? Yeah, six months. I said, but I've, only, I've got less than 4,000 miles on this car. Brake roads ought to last longer than that. And she said, I'll call Maserati back and see if they'll do anything. She called me back. She goes, no, they're standing by it. And I said, well, tell them something from me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay.
5: I got to have a new car in July. It won't be a Maserati. And she said, I understand. And again, I could have gone... Straight to the president of the dealership.
0: Right. And said, hey. And,
5: hey!" But he would paid for it out of his pocket. I don't want that. I don't want him to pay for it. I want Maserati to pay for it. Because I got a 4,000-mile car with bad rotors. <laughs> How much did you have to pay? I, I didn't get them fixed. I said, I'm going to turn it in now. I'm not going to do anything with it. It's your problem. In July. Can't hang me for that. That's not in the contract. Bill, Los Angeles, welcome, sir. How can I help you?
6: Thank you very much, Jerry. Uh, you know, I've been listening to your program a long time, and I finally, after all this time, signed up for the newsletter. I really urge all of your listeners to sign up for that newsletter. There's a lot of great information. Thank you. you.
5: I, I, and it's until you've seen it, you don't understand it. It's not a gearhead thing. Yeah,
7: absolutely. I I, absolutely. I
5: just, I, 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 After doing it all these years, I know what people are interested in. I know what they like to see, and that's what we concentrate on. So, what can I help you with, buddy? Thanks for the kind words.
6: Well, oh, well you're welcome. Thank you. I've got a 2017 Yukon two wheel uh, SLT. It's got 21,682 21, miles. I've got to turn it in in February. And I've been doing my homework like you tell everybody to do. And I've been to all these dealers. And now I'm getting really confused about which end is up and which one <laughs> to go
5: with. Okay. <laughs>
6: i um the buyout on this is to me is a little too expensive for that it's thirty seven six twenty one thirty five 35 you um, to buy it out uh with tax tip and license out the door it's forty one thousand nine hundred bucks
5: so what's the You're highest offer it. you've had
6: uh the best offers is the forty one that uh, gm will not deal with you on this
5: no no none of them will but but if you've been shopping it around getting. What we're looking for is the true value. Have you had any have you done that part of my FAQ page yeah. steps? And what's the highest bid yeah, you've looked, had on it?
6: Well, they looked at it and they said the thirty nine five seventy nine was the blue book and that's the best they would do on it.
5: Okay. So, so you're, you're you're in you're yeah. in great shape to trade it in. In fact you've got equity.
6: Yeah, just a little bit of equity, but uh to buy that out uh after three years. I'm starting to get a notification there about a uh uh, starter that needs to be replaced in the car. Oh. So that's going to be pricier, too.
5: Yeah, it is. Um, and we, we, this coming week, I'll have information for you on the new Yukon, uh, which has changed. Bill, can you hold with us for just one minute? We're going to put you back on hold, and then we'll come back. I want to finish this conversation.
4: New truck or used. Let the car pro help. 1-800-926-7777.
0: Thanks for joining us here on CarPro USA. Jerry was talking just a minute ago about his adventures this week with the airbag going off in one of the vehicles he was testing, the big Chevy three-quarter-ton truck, maybe not fitting in our pocket parking garage. Yeah. So
5: it um, begs the question, what are you going to be driving next week? Well, I've got the Lexus LS 500. Now, we did the hybrid version of this car. Hmm. Maybe a month ago, it's at the website at carprousa.com. And uh, it also had the executive package, which is the back seat that's got the footrest and the recliner and all that stuff.
0: You could have a limo
5: driver. Yes, you certainly it. could. Uh, I, I don't know how mine will be equipped, but I do know it's not the hybrid. Otherwise, we wouldn't have taken it again. But uh, since I'm driving down to Houston, I thought. What Mm. a better car. I mean, seriously, Mm. how could you get a better car than a Lexus LS 500 to go to Houston in? Let's continue with Bill. Uh, Bill, thank you for holding. I appreciate you. What Bill's talking about here, on our FAQ page, I've got an article on end-of-lease options, and Bill's going through that process right now, trying to figure out what should he do with his current 2017 Yukon that the lease is about to come due. We've determined the fact that he's got equity in it. Uh, and, and equity in a lease is a foreign term to a lot of people, uh, but, but it happens more often than you think. And in, in Bill's case right now, he's got a $37,000 residual, uh, and the dollars or so is, is what the truck is worth. If he buys it himself instead of trading it in, he's got to pay sales tax in Texas on the entire amount of the residual value at the end of the lease. So, Bill, what do you want your next vehicle to be?
6: Well, that's it. i was looking at the Yukon. It really goes down the road nicely at about 22, 23 miles a gallon. But in city, we have a problem because you're looking at about 11.6 miles a gallon. And with the price of gas, you know, it really adds up the cost.
5: Yeah, it's a big SUV.
6: Oh, yeah. I'm looking at two other cars, which have been offered me. One is a Traverse, a 2020 Traverse, an uh-huh. all-wheel drive, uh-huh. and the other one is a, a Cadillac SUV XT6. Yeah. The uh, the cost on the Traverse, which is loaded like mine, is about five thirty-seven a month. The lease. The cost that they're offering me on a demo with about two thousand miles on it is four eighty-eight a month. That sounds awful tempting, and uh, it's a 6, so I think I'll wind up getting a lot more uh, mileage in the city. So yeah. I was wondering what you think between the Traverse and the X-T6.
5: I think the X-T6 is going to be a lot closer to what you're used to, um, the Traverse. Mm-hmm. The, the High Country Traverse is really, really nice, but that doesn't sound like a payment on a High Country. sounds more like an LTZ, uh, which is fine. Right. It's nice. It's plenty nice, but... Uh, yeah. Boy, that Cadillac is really something special, and I, I, let me really mess you up. Watch my review of okay. the Lincoln, the Lincoln Aviator. I just had uh, a couple of weeks okay. ago. Take a look at it. Mm-hmm. It's a brand new vehicle on the market. It's the sister upscale version of the new Ford Explorer. But I gotta tell you, I absolutely love this thing, Bill. It and I and the Xt6 was fine. I had no issues with it, but. This aviator really hit every checkbox for me, especially with the comfortable seats. Uh, Thirty-four different uh, adjustments on the two front seats. Uh, if you can't get comfortable in this thing, you can't be comfortable. And they set the residuals high, which means a lower monthly payment for what you get. But the opposite's going to be true at the end. Should when you go through this the next time. So if it's got the high residual and the market value isn't that high, you're probably going to end up walking away. Are you okay on your miles on your Yukon? Uh
6: yes, yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Uh, I, I mean, I'm okay. You mean the miles on the uh, road, or or do you mean the miles uh, that the the end miles?
5: The allowable miles on your contract versus oh, yeah. what you, you're yeah, fine.
6: Ten. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, ten thousand a year is good.
5: Okay, good. Well, stay there. Don't don't let anybody talk you into a seventy five hundred mile uh, lease if the ten thousand's working. It's better to have a little too much than a little too than than too much and have to pay those penalties. Uh, I'd look right. at I'd look at all of them. You're in great shape to trade. You're going to put money in your pocket or have money to put down toward your next lease. Leasing sounds like it's uh-huh. working for you. Now all we got to do is figure out what's the right card the right payment that you love, and I got dealers for all those there in Southern California. Bill, thank you for the call. Thank you for hanging in there with us. We appreciate it so much, and thank you for the kind words about the newsletter. Our FAQ page, Bill's been there. I walk you through step by step. So many different things on that page. Ninety-five answers, all written by me, and the one Bill's references is is into lease options, and it's. Critical if you're coming up on the end of the lease that you find out what your vehicle is really worth. Not what the book says, not what a website says, what somebody will write a check for. I'll tell you how to do that.
4: Jerry Reynolds, the car pro, knows what dealers know and what dealers don't want you to know. Call him now at 1 800 926 7777.
5: And we go to Galveston to talk to Roy. Roy, what can I do for you, sir?
8: Hey, thank you for taking my call. I love your show. Thank uh, you, buddy. Here's what, dilemma, here's what my dilemma is. Right now, I've, got a, I've been a Toyota guy for a long time, or a Ford guy. And I've got a 2012 Toyota Tundra. We do a lot of traveling. Uh, we've got a place in New Mexico. I, I tow a 12-foot by 6-foot box trailer. And when I get a headwind with that box trailer... My mileage drops from about 16 miles to a gallon to about seven or eight miles to the gallon. Now, my wife and I are going to buy a travel trailer in the 20 to 22-foot range, and I can't imagine what the mileage would be, would drop to towing that travel trailer. We're ready to slow down and do some, buy a land yacht and do some traveling with it. What would you suggest that I should start looking at to tow this 20 to 22-foot travel trailer with?
5: What's it going to weigh? Five?
8: I don't don't think the Tundra is going to work as far as the mileage goes. I can't imagine what it would be towing that travel trailer if it drops that much just towing this little utility box trailer.
5: Yeah. And and what are you thinking that trailer is going to weigh? Five, 5,500 loaded?
8: Oh, probably, yeah, between five and 7,000. Probably not that much. We're looking at the ultralight trailers, and it's probably going to be around five or 6,000 pounds.
5: Okay. It's going to be a load on whatever you buy. You know that. Um, it's just, that's just the nature of pulling a, a travel trailer. Um, sure. You know, I, I'm kind of thinking one of the half-ton diesels might be good for you, um, either the Ford or the Ram. And the Ford has done really well. The Ram's been out longer, and it's been a great engine. It's got a uh, – it'll tow up to about 9,000 pounds – With a with a three ninety two rear end, which you're probably going to need that rear end for, you know, to use a half ton truck. Tundra Tundras, it's just a big truck. I mean, the truck itself is heavy and it's large. Great truck, but the the fuel economy issue pulling the trailer. I think you'd be better served with a diesel. I'd look at both the F one fifty and the Ram and drive them both. Um, when I reviewed the F-150 with the power stroke, six-cylinder power stroke, uh, it had more towing capacity, but it seemed to me like the Ram got better mileage. If you get up into Houston, i got great dealers for you to test drive at both of them.
4: On a fishing show, you get the Carp Pro. But this show has Jerry Reynolds, the Car Pro. Call him now at 1-800-926-7777.
5: This hour of car pro USA is brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. They are your professional parts people and they're online at oreillyauto.com.
0: Thanks for joining us on Car Pro USA. I've got a question for Jerry. Is it just me or are the ads I'm hearing and seeing the incentives on vehicles this month
5: aren't they are they higher than normal in January? Yeah, they have. They didn't drop. Nearly as much as they typically do, and then you can't, it's, you can't make any blanket statements about incentives. But the majority didn't drop as much as they typically do do in January, and I think the reason really simple: um, these manufacturers have priced the cars up on the window stickers to allow themselves plenty of room for incentives, so they can still, even though it's January and they like to pull back in January they can still offer some really nice ones. Especially on the 2019s that
0: are still out there. I saw oh, yeah. a couple of ads for 2019 Rangers. Yeah. Big
5: rebates. Uh, we're at that point of the year where the 2019s, now they're getting to be distressed merchandise, oh. and they need to go. And so it, those those incentives will stay good until the majority of the 2019s are gone. Let's talk to Doug, and he is in Eastlake. Doug, welcome. How
4: can I help you?
7: Hey, I- how are you doing? I'm looking for a, like a 14, 2014 or 15 pickup truck. Um, I just want your opinion on price, what they normally run. I don't need four wheel drive. And I've heard in the past the new ones, there's not that much difference between four wheel drive and two wheel.
5: No, that's true. The
7: only thing I need is an eight foot bed, and the double cab would be nice, but not necessary. And uh, I'm just, I put on less than 4,000 miles a year.
5: So what what do you use this truck for? Is it just a, a driver? Is it just a car?
7: To haul, I'm reaching my house to haul drywall and lumber.
5: Okay, so no big loads. Um, right. Doug, I would tell you that you can't go wrong. Going back to 2014, 2015, uh, I'd 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 get your search down to to Chevy or Ford. Uh, both the trucks were great during those years. Ram got better after that. After that time frame, Tundra's always been good, but Tundra's a big truck. Doesn't sound like you need that. Um, no, I don't. You know, yeah. i I think I would. I think I would probably just say, hey, find the lowest mileage Ford or Chevy that will fit in your budget, and make sure it's got a clean history report. You really got to watch trucks because a lot of times. You know, their past history can tell you a lot about what the future is going to be. And if you could find a, you know, a, a low, lower mileage one and on a 2015 low mileage is anything under 75000 If you can find one of those, it'll have a lot of life left with it, no more than you drive, it should make you a good truck for a lot of years.
3: Now, can I go to a dealer and get this? You know, sure. As a certified one, or is that too old? No,
5: it's too old to be certified, but you could still find a low mileage one. Uh, you know, a lot of times older people buy trucks and they just don't drive them a lot, and then that's me. Okay, <laughs> yes, and then they figure out, you know, I don't yeah. really need a pickup anymore, and they go to an SUV, and you'll find those trucks. Where in where's East Lake at?
3: Ah, uh,
7: Lake County, Mentor. If the from Mentor, Painesville, uh,
3: but 20 miles east of
5: Cleveland. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Rich Claiborne will have something, I'm sure. He gets a lot of one-owner nice trade-ins on, on his Ford lot. Um, I, I would stick with Ford or Chevrolet. on eh, GMC, same thing. Um, unless you, you could. Deal
3: with you don't deal with classic out here, do you?
5: No, I don't. I don't uh you. but rich is rich has been a dear friend of mine for 20 right. something years right. uh okay. l- look at his you can you can also search on the front page at carprousa.com and and every vehicle that you pull up there in the cleveland area will be at one of my dealers so it it's right. not uncommon to see say Jess Joseph Jessica Joseph at Don Joseph Toyota to take a Ford or a Chevy in on trade on a tundra right and right, and exactly. they really don't know the values nearly as well as a Ford or Chevy dealer does with their own product. Sometimes you can sneak up on a bargain that way. Try that. Just be sure you're talking to one of our dealers and you'll be in good shape. Doug, I appreciate the call so much. And to Silsby, Texas, we go. Gary, Gary, what can I do for you?
7: Hey, Jerry. I don't remember. Uh, I called almost exactly a year ago. I was looking at a poor 718 Cayman GTS or LC 500. Right. I went with the LC 500 and I was watching Baron Jackson last night and there was a 2021 LC 500, the blue convertible special edition. It was for charity, but it went for $2 million. Wow. And. I was wondering if that bodes well for the future value of uh, my car.
5: It sure doesn't hurt anything, I'll tell you that. <laughs> these these charity auctions, they were probably paying to get the very first 2021 that was being built. Those cars bring big yeah. money, Barrett-Jackson, no matter what kind of car it is. So, but, but you see that, you know, you see a Lexus and it brings $2 million, LC500, which is a fantastic car anyway. It doesn't hurt anything, I'll tell you that.
0: Gary, I had uh, s- serious, serious interest in getting an LC five hundred when they first came out. I ended up not doing yeah. it. Um, what do you think of it? The one that you have—is it everything that you thought it would be?
7: I love it. Uh, there's about five reasons I bought it over the seven eighteen Cayman GTS. Uh-huh. Uh huh. One was one was looks yeah. inside and out. The uh, sound of the engine, which yeah. is better than the four cylinder bi turbo. Uh-huh. And the the maintenance cost I'm sure will be a lot lower too. Oh my gosh, yes. For, for ten or fifteen years and having really, really low miles on it. And maybe even pass it on to my kids, but that's my plan on my
5: car. I think it's a good investment. I really do. And and seeing that one bring two million um man, that that that's gonna be a benefit to you down the road, I promise you. Not that you'll ever get rid of it, you probably won't, but it's nice to know, isn't it?
7: Yeah, I've only got thirty one hundred miles on it in twelve months and probably won't do do that again in any other year forward.
0: <laughs> what color did you get?
7: I go I got the red, the infrared with the
5: tan uh, interior?
7: interior? Oh. Yeah, and it it, it rocks.
0: Yeah. I mean, it
7: pops.
5: <laughs> what a beauty. Jerry, yeah. when
7: you, you you know
0: when you turn on the, the ignition. Yes the the whole interior dashboard yeah. looks like a three-ring circus. Yeah,
5: yeah, I'm seeing a lot of that these days. I'm seeing a lot of that these days. Even that, uh, even that Hyundai Palisade I had when you, when you started up and it starts off in comfort mode, but when you went to sport, that that dash just came alive. Yeah, I saw, I saw that, that. was in that your was video. Cool, it was yeah. like it was. It really was. It was like a
0: living thing. It was. It was crazy.
5: Hey, yeah. I appreciate the call, sir, and congratulations on your car. I'm glad you got that. I'm glad you chose that one. I think it was a better choice, and there's no doubt about it, You're going to save some money when it comes to maintenance time uh, over, that, over that Porsche. I appreciate it, sir. Thank you. Always let us know how we can help you. Barrett Jackson's going on right now, as a matter of fact. Let's see a 57 Corvette. That uh, is a customized convertible rolling across the block right now. Looks like it's going to bring about $180,000. They've had some high-dollar offerings at this year's Barrett-Jackson. This is the biggest one they've ever had. And if we can get our hands on the information, I'm going to uh, have a recap of the Barrett-Jackson auction in next week's free newsletter. Subscribe from the bottom of carprousa.com.
4: Call Jerry Reynolds, the CarPro. 1-800-926-7777.
0: CarPro USA. One of the things that we haven't talked about that was in this week's newsletter. Yeah. The Ford Bronco doing off-road testing.
5: Yeah, that was cool video. Yeah. And good looking rig. Greg in Santa Clarita. Welcome. How can I help you, Greg? We're kinda of in crunch time here. So if you yeah, could
3: good. give me your question. Good. Yeah, good morning. Jerry Greg Thornhill out of Santa Clarita, California. Yes, sir. I was um uh quite interested in the uh the uh, Chevy Equinox diesel. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted your your thoughts on that uh that vehicle. I was uh in, in the middle of negotiating a deal on a New 2018 Equinox. Oh wow! um, You found it. Had a dealership. I did find a a 2018 still uh, be delivered as brand new.
5: Was it? Was it a diesel?
3: With a diesel, yes. Okay.
5: Yeah, that makes. I I can see how that could happen. They haven't been all that popular, but the people who love them love them. Um, That engine has been really, really good. Uh, And Greg, in it started out in the Chevy Cruze, which has been a fantastic car in the diesels, and they put it in the Equinox, same engine that they put into the uh, GMC Canyon and the Chevy Colorado diesels. So th- we've got quite a lot of history, and it's all been good. I don't know of a doggone thing bad. People rave about their fuel. Kind. In fact, our, one of our uh, producers here, the guy you talked to a minute ago, he's had two uh-huh. Chevy Cruze diesels uh, in a row. The second one got totaled out, but man, everybody I've ever helped get one loves them. And you know, how long do you think you're going to keep this thing?
3: You know, I think I'm going to keep it for a long time. And, uh, you know, I'm in the heavy equipment business, and uh, so I'm quite familiar with, you know, diesel motors. And I believe GM makes that motor as well. They do. And they, tried to, they tried to make the diesel in the early 80s, you know, remember with the old Cadillac. Oh,
5: disaster. That,
3: was, that didn't work out so good. No, no, our
5: technology has uh, improved a little since then. Uh, but, yeah, I'm but, a
3: very loyal GM owner. I've got a, a two... Th- 2003 Chevy Silverado with two hundred forty eight thousand miles on it and has never broken down.
5: There you go. Here's the thing on that twenty eighteen. If you're going to keep it for a long, long time, then resale isn't all that important. But it, you also need to get it cheaper substantially than you than you would pay for a new twenty nineteen. So in my mind, that means you Find a 2019 like that 2018, there ought to be a couple thousand dollars difference. That's why, uh,
3: and none. What do you would you go with the 18 or the 19? What would your thoughts be?
5: You know, if I'm gonna, I mean, I'm, I'm all for saving money, and, and if you're gonna keep it a long time, seven, eight years from now, whether it's a 2018 or a 2019, it's gonna be worth the same money. That's why I asked you yeah. how long you were gonna keep it because if you said, oh, just a few years. Then I wouldn't touch that 2018. You're going to take a bath, but if you can save a couple grand up front, keep it seven, eight, ten years, whatever you do, uh, it won't cost you a dime down the road, and you will have saved several thousand up front. So if if
3: right.
5: and and you remember too, you're you you really are in the driver's seat with with that 2018. They they're going to want to make that thing go away it's what what we always call a spiff unit. Some salesman's going to get a nice hefty paycheck if he can sell that thing to you. So use that to your advantage. You know, make a make a stupid offer at first and let's feel them out and see where they are.
3: Well, to be quite honest with you, Jerry, I was in the middle of that and the old boy tried to do the bait and switch on me and I was it just I it got me so upset I wrote to GM and I've been in contact with him this past last week, and um, that dealership is just a, uh, they don't have very good reviews, and they've actually tried to deliver me a car that was not the same VIN number. Oh, wow. Okay.
5: Yeah. Well, then I, I i don't know that you can save enough money to make that worthwhile. Um, you know, I, I, I would, if you have any more dealings with them and you really want to try to buy it, do it through their website. Don't go back in there. Don't talk to them on the phone. Do it online, and that way, you're in charge. I appreciate the call, my friend. Thank you, Greg.
4: So many choices. Gasoline, hybrid, electric. Jerry Reynolds, the car pro, can help you make a decision. Call 1-800-926-7777. Steve
5: in Hayworth. Welcome. How can I help you, Steve. Yes um i have a uh
2: twenty eleven uh Honda hybrid insight yeah and i need a i have ninety five thousand miles on it and i need a new hybrid uh battery for it okay so so when um so when smog does come up, you know i'll be able to pass and it's a part of the smog system. Yep, but, that's right. Uh, the value of the car has dropped demat- dramatically since you know 2011. You know, yeah. So I'm faced with that, and then I'm wondering uh, the core for the uh, batteries running around uh, close to a thousand, and yeah. the battery itself is like sixteen hundred.
5: Yep, yep, yep.
2: So I'm wondering, and I plan on keeping the car, but. Um, And, I mean, it's a nice car, and it runs good. But uh, um, with the battery being nine years old, um, I was kind of thinking that the uh, dealership or the uh, Honda uh, company, um, that the battery would last quite a long time.
5: That's not the history of that car. And that's why for years I've said to people wanting hybrids, go with – uh, Toyota Prius which we had a lady call her last week that had 380 thousand miles on her uh, Prius with the original battery pack on it uh, Honda does not and they may now with the newer hybrids but back then they just weren't they just weren't all that great check your warranty I mean it, some of them had eight year or ten year and a hundred thousand miles on the the battery pack and see what yours was I don't remember call Honda tell them what you got. Maybe they'll at least pay for part of it. I've seen them do that before.
4: So many choices. Gasoline, hybrid, electric. The Flintstones car where you pedal with your feet. Jerry Reynolds, the car pro, can help you decide which is right for you. It's not the Flintstones car. Call 1-800-926-7777. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself
1: moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is,